Hi everyone. Hello everybody. Um, this is Saloni Kanani. And this is Priya Dufton. And we're your hosts for Brown, Brown Skin, Skin White Lies. Welcome to a new episode this week. I know. How's everybody been doing? Yeah. How's your week been, Sal? Honestly, just <laughs> a lot. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I I feel it. It's there's something in the air. We're like in the midst of the semester. It's when things are really just Yeah, really amping kicking. it up. I know. You know, there's not much we can do about it. But we have such an exciting episode for you all today. Um, We're actually going to be talking all about the casting of South Asians and their stories. Yeah, it's going to be a super exciting episode. So everyone, get prepared. Yeah, grab your cup of chai, a snack, whatever you need for this episode. Um, And Mm -hmm. yeah, let's get get right into it. Okay, so for those who tuned in last week, um, we talked a lot about just like the current mold of South Asian characters, the way that, Mm -hmm. you know, the current characters that exist are really based on stereotypes because they were originally created by white creators, white writers. Um, And so it really isn't an authentic portrayal of South Asians, the types of characters that currently exist. And it kind of nicely leads us into our this current episode because it when we have these very stereotypical characters that kind of ends up bleeding into the kind of casting that we end up getting and Mm -hmm. so when white directors or casting agents or whoever's in that room have this like specific impression of what a south asian is supposed to look like it really puts like south asian actors in an awkward position i don't know if you Agree, Sal. No, yeah. Casting directors then look for certain traits and characteristics when casting, and these are traits based off of stereotypes that they themselves have created. And when, let's say, a South Asian actor goes in for an audition and perhaps does not look like that stereotypical South Asian stereotype, Mm -hmm. they may not get cast. And it's, like, very awkward because it's like, I am South Asian, but you don't think so and now I don't get booked and I'm not going to get a job. Exactly. Or they have to like put on some sort of fake persona to like fit that unrealistic, inauthentic mold and both of those situations are just so awkward to like be told that you're not South Asian enough or to have to like pretend to be something that you're not to to get cast. It creates such a complex in my opinion. Oh, 100%. And I just like – I. Especially when you just, like, think about it logically. Like, there are so many countries that are included in South Asia, and it's just, like, such a yeah. a broad region. And so, obviously, there's going to be all sorts of different people that look different ways, that have different skin tones, different eye color, different hair color, all sorts of different things like that, you I know? I mean, me and you, Priya, look incredibly different. Yeah. And we're both South Asian. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even in that, we're both Indians. But, mm-hmm. like... The variety when you just go from north to south completely changes. Like, you could be from more north parts of South Asia Mm -hmm. and more specifically, I can think of, like, Indians who are, like, really up north. They have really light-colored eyes and light skin, but that doesn't make them any less Indian than someone from the south. Exactly. It's just, like... People in the Western world as well, there's so much difference from, like, what a, I don't know, French person looks like from an American. Yeah. There's just phenotypical differences. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like it's it's really interesting because I think that the way that casting directors or and like Mm -hmm. just people in the industry see South Asians is they often like 
see us as having to be quite like dark skinned right. and they they I I don't know I, I I I'm kind of at a loss no, for words I, I right get now. What but you're, I get what you mean. They're like looking for that trope, right? Like that yeah. incredible. And not to say there aren't South Asians that aren't dark skin. Like mm-hmm. there is hundred percent. Yes. But it's like they're looking for like one type. Like you're incredibly dark skinned. Um, you either you know have these specific other traits with the accent. Yeah, like exactly. Thick, they want some sort of hair. thick accent, yeah, some dark like, hair. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a stereotypical thing, which is very different from Bollywood, Yeah, actually. it's so interesting. I feel like in Hollywood, they mm-hmm. really try and, like, I don't know, make us look as what they think as as South Asian as possible so that they can, like, tell yeah. those kind of... The types of stories that we talked about in our last episode, like the yeah. the stereotypical like I'm a immigrant just yeah. coming over type well, they of story. Try to make us look as different and outsider as possible. Yes, exactly. So the, so the more different we look than the white character, the more different we are. Exactly. And the different reality we live. Exactly. Which is false. So they're trying to create the most contrast possible by having us look the most stereotypical versions of ourselves. Yeah. And then you look at like Bollywood on the right. complete opposite end and they yeah. have their own, you know, fair share of yeah. issues. But in Bollywood, you know, they traditionally cast a lot of very light skin yeah. um south asians or indians and it's equally it's equally problematic because neither of them represent the like authentic diversity no. of india of or of south asia exactly but um it's just a very interesting contrast that like mm-hmm. hollywood is trying to other us as much as they can right. and make us like as different, different as possible but and then, then there's those South Asians that, let's say, don't look like the stereotypical South Asian mm-hmm. and get cast. How many times, like, out of all the times that they're cast, does anyone actually know they're South Asian? Like, Beck Oliver's, you know, that's Evan Jogia's character mm-hmm. in Victorious. I swear no one knew he was South Asian oh, because he doesn't look stereotypically. Most people, like, I know right. um, who would watch Victorious when I was a kid did not know that he was South Asian. Also, like, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. He's in, like, the Marvel movies and stuff like that now. Yeah. Um, and he's another one who, yeah, so many people just don't know that he's South Asian. And I feel like it really – it creates a problem for South Asians, like, in their everyday lives yeah. because – most people haven't seen the like diverse range of what South Asians can look like. Yeah. And so they don't recognize that like if you look outside of that box that's only shown in mm-hmm. Hollywood, then they don't understand that you could possibly even be South Asian. Like I know that you and I have both talked about this so much ourselves with our own like personal experiences. Well, yeah, like growing up, I was consistently told like, oh my gosh, like, I had no idea you were Indian. Like, you're so light-skinned. And even, like, within my own, like, friends, and it's not coming from any malintent or bad place. They're just like, wow, like, I just didn't realize, like, Indians could be very light-skinned. And it really messes with you psychologically because then you're just like, am I sad? Like, obviously, it's like, yeah. Indian enough? Yeah, like, am I not Indian enough? Like, who is to tell me these things? And it just, as a kid, messes you up, which we will be talking about the psychological effects in one of our coming episodes. Yes, definitely. But yeah, it's like, then they think, like, 
we start receiving incredibly backhanded exactly. compliments. Exactly. But at the same time, then we're still we're still not white enough to, you know, no, be white. So they, they can always tell that we're we're a person of color and that we're something, but like the amount of times that I've oh like just gotten that question where they're like, You look so exotic. Like where are you <laughs> right. from? Exotic. <laughs> and it's just like it's because they really they haven't been able to show the like diversity diverse. of how we can possibly yeah. look. Absolutely not. And then it just starts bringing in our favorite backhanded compliment. Oh, yes, yes. My favorite when everybody is Fav- like, oh, wow, you're so pretty for an Indian. Like, what? What is that to What mean? is that meant to mean? There's so many beautiful Indian women out there. And every race, like, yeah. every woman is, like, beautiful. But that, yeah. but that, like... Oh, you're so beautiful for an Indian because the stereotypical version they portray of us on in the media is like probably this like dirty, yeah. low life or like immigrant. nerdy. We're like the nerdy right. math student who like yeah. is really like quirky and like odd looking. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, it's definitely sorry. Not everyone looks like that, and we are a variety of people, just like every other race. Exactly, every race has you know yeah. its diversity, and it's just it's just crazy that there's there's such a consistent theme of the types of characters that yeah. they exist and how people are consistently surprised when we just exist yeah. outside of that narrative. Yeah. So along those lines, you know, there's a lot of racial casting that happens with South Asians and this whole, you know, you don't look South Asian enough for this mm-hmm. world. And it's like, okay, then what is that meant to be? And then, well, then it leads to casting of stereotypical roles and characters such as a terrorist or a low-life immigrant and well there's actually a story I have one of my professors who I had class with um back in the days when he used to act he had a co-worker going in to be an extra for a tv show or movie I can't remember but he went in and he had to be an extra and they were like, oh, sorry, you don't look terrorist enough. Like, you don't look brown enough to be a terrorist. What does that even mean? Right? Like, what? Why do we have this, like, narrative of what a terrorist is supposed to look like? Like, is it It's really... brown skin and Yeah, beard exactly. Is, so Apparently, only people bad. with brown skin yeah. and a beard can be a terrorist. PSA no other guys. looking person can ever exactly. be a terrorist. Like, you gotta have the dark features and all. And so this, this man who's an actual brown man was like, okay, well, if I'm only getting to play roles like this, I might as well go audition and be an extra yeah and then gets rejected because he does not look terrorist enough that is so like frustrating that we have this idea that terrorists have to look a specific way because it's not just like some fun little storyline in a movie or a tv show like this stuff has significant effects in real people's lives because we've now created this idea that all terrorists look like one specific type. And I know that everybody yeah. knows what we're picturing in our head. Oh, yeah. That is Picture 100%. terrorists right now, you know. You you know what we're yeah. talking about. And so when we have this, like, one look of how a terrorist can be, it really affects real-life people that look that way and that are just, like, going about their lives. And I can think of, like, so many situations. Like, when I have family that is coming yeah. to visit um, from India, for example, they'll often, you know, come over here and they'll yeah. do they'll travel, travel around a little bit they'll go like to america for a bit to canada so they mm-hmm. have to apply for visas for all those places obviously and every single time they come to visit my parents have to tell all of my like male cousins and family members that they have to shave their beards because if they don't then they might not go and be able to get their visas because apparently if they just you know walk into 
go through that visa application process and to do their interviews and all the other stuff that they have to do mm-hmm. if they have a beard that apparently makes You're them a, a terrorist, terrorist and they're not going to be let in to certain countries well my own friend he is an american citizen but he is racially brown yeah and when he was returning from his trip from india he grew out a beard that summer he got pulled into questioning for three hours and he was like i have an american passport i you know what yeah. is this what's going on they kept him in the detention room for three hours and then they're like oh yeah. you're american oops you can go and how does that make a difference yeah, well how does because that make a difference that being he's american, american means that you could not yeah be. like it's still definitely it's terrible whole, that he was even pulled aside in the first place right but, but it's that whole that, idea that like hollywood and film and television creates that like if you're from the western world you could do no wrong exactly you and if you're to, from another country you're for some reason they have this like narrative where it's like everybody's trying out to get america we're all we're all like Almost, it's Relax. like we're jealous we of the freedom. To do. Like, like, things, like life is going on, but I. It's, but it's so frustrating because yeah. there's this like narrative that like we're all like out to get America, yeah, and that we're like we're the terrorists like, coming right. to like. And I think that like, this no. is to an extent a part of like just post nine eleven like media oh, and stuff like that that came 100%. out. But it's just very frustrating because it's really had like significant effects on People's, brown people, especially yeah. um, just in airport experiences. Like anybody that I know who's like Muslim, mm-hmm. um, who is yeah, yeah going through the airport as well, and even like ourselves. Like I, oh, I, yeah. I always am consistently God. pulled over when I'll like be traveling with all of my white friends. Like yeah. I. Just, I, I, I call it every single time. I'll tell them right before we go through security that I'm going to get pulled over. And they're like, no, that can't be real. Like, th- there's no way that's going to well, happen. Well, we're flying and out then, next week. Yeah, Let's we'll see, see what happens. But exactly. <laughs> but every single time, I I always, I'm always the one that's randomly selected. And as it's they not love true to because um, that same professor, actually, he used to work um, at the airport with TSA. And he was like, it's not random selections. He's like, they give us a very clear idea of who we're meant to be checking and yeah. who we're supposed to be hunting down for. And it's very clearly, think of, you know yeah, it in your yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. And this is why the media is a huge, huge gatekeeper into what the real world is. And if we're going to constantly keep reflecting this negative narrative back and forth, back and forth from media to real world it's going to just lead to worse outcomes. And that's why we need to break that right now before it gets any worse because it already is so bad. It is so bad. Like, I'm I'm so tired of seeing the brown villain character who happens to be a terrorist in the... Because that's what it is. I've literally never seen any other bad guy (laughs) who isn't. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. so it's just very... It's very frustrating because it's not some harmless storyline. It's something that affects us in our real lives. Yeah. So with that whole mess that already exists with stereotypes and playing into that, there is another concept that really comes into play with this entire thing, and that is just having bias towards people that look like you. And so when we're in a room full of white people that are white writers, white producers, directors, 
casting directors, they, without realizing, have an implicit bias. And this is a psychological concept called own race bias or the other race effect. And when it comes to casting South Asians, they probably would not cast the South Asian in the room if there's another white person who's auditioning. Yeah, exactly. Because you're more prone to literally psychologically go towards your own race. And that's just something that's implicitly there. And it's not like, oh, because it exists, we need to just like, whatever, we're going to cast everyone of our own race. No, it's like we need to keep these in check Mm -hmm. so that we are casting for the sake of actually getting talent and not just following the implicit bias that we need to really, really keep in check. And then that leads into this whole other realm, which is casting outside of just South Asians when it's open to all races being cast. Yeah, it's like when they're casting South Asian roles, they're – doing those stereotypes that we were looking for those stereotypes that we talked about before but then when it's an open casting call they have these biases coming in that are pushing them to cast the people that they that look similar to them and I've even like noticed this in my own experiences I remember there was one time where I was working on um working on a show and I was stage managing for the show. And so I was kind of like behind the scenes for that. Mm-hmm. I got to watch all like the different actors auditions and um, got to just hear the whole process of yeah. deliberating on who we were actually going to cast for the lead of the show. And so I remember we ended up like kind of narrowing it down to three different choices, two of which were these white women for our lead. And then one of which was a South Asian woman actually. Yeah. And I remember, um, yeah, we were struggling to decide between the different characters Characters, um, myself and my director, we were having a very like just generic general conversation about it. Um, my director, yeah, my director was like East Asian, so you know we were having a conversation about just like oh each of these characters or not characters, each of these actors have these great skills that they're gonna bring into the role. Yeah. But then our kind of like supervisor of the show that we were working on. Mm-hmm. Um, came and this person was a white person and they came to talk to us to help us narrow down our choices and decide on who was going to be our lead and so they came to talk to us and they um kind of the it was just very interesting the way that they were talking about the different actors that were good options so first they went and talked about like the one actor and they were like oh this person would be really great because they bring a nice innocent side to the role they have this really great talent with that in their acting and then they talked about the other white actor that we were considering and they were like but this one you know brings in a lot of intensity they have this really like a lot of strength behind their acting and I feel like that could be a very interesting take for this character yeah and then that person went to go and talk about the brown character or the brown actor that we were considering and they were like oh this person would be a really great choice as a diversity hire right and that was so that was all that the they said exactly hire. exactly and they didn't we say anything no talent exactly they didn't say anything about yeah. their acting abilities even though they had just spent the last like 10 minutes talking about the acting abilities of the other two actors and when they got to the brown person they were just like oh they'd be a great diversity hire so not only are like these casting directors and people like that in these rooms kind of like allowing their implicit biases to guide them to war- towards yeah. actors that are white but also when they are when it is an open casting call and they are thinking about maybe casting another um, person of color they don't really see us as as a person they see us as a number a person to fit their quota of oh we, we need another 
person of color in the show so that people don't cancel us for not being diverse. So I yeah. guess this person's good enough. We'll just cast them. They're brown. They they do what we need from them to, yeah. you know, not be called out for not being diverse. And so... But that's the whole point. We need to take away these implicit biases and just acknowledge them so that like, hey, we're not being cast as just a number. And so that these fake egalitarian beliefs of theirs just to look good that like, oh, we have like a diversity hire is not because of those reasons. It's because, hey, this person's actually talented. Or if maybe in a certain role that's open to all races, the brown person is better than the white person in acting the actor and we pick the brown person and vice versa it's really exactly. should be based on talents and but not at the just same the time when people are so unaware that their implicit biases are affecting their decisions they don't even notice they'll watch that brown actor and they'll watch that white actor do both of their performances yeah. and in this fake scenario that we're creating if that brown person is a better actor a lot of people genuinely don't even realize and they'll still think that the white actor did a better mm -hmm. job because or is a better fit for the role because they have those biases and that's why we really just like need to have that kind of conversation because the only way that we're going to yeah. solve it and have like actual true fair casting processes is if people are aware that they have those biases like even us like i we would technically have biases towards other south asian people and it's just oh, like 100%. you know if if everybody's aware that they have that bias where you know you're more inclined to choose somebody that looks like you then we'll get to a point where we actually can have true fair casting where the most talented person and the one who's most right for the role actually gets chosen and in that same theme when we are casting these like south asian characters we're casting them you know not only in these stereotype or to follow these stereotypes but mm -hmm. they're always the token minority characters the sidekicks they're like it just continues to fulfill that whole diversity quota idea where you know we're just casting them to be a number to make a show look like it's progressive and diverse yeah and i noticed that you know a lot of recent shows we do have perhaps south asian actors that are playing the main characters but traditionally speaking we're sidekicks yeah this is a new no thing. it's a very new yeah. thing and i think it's because what you know we've deduced from this is it takes more effort to create a main character that is not white because that means you have to actually do research on their culture their background you have to bring those things up in yeah. the story it you also have to bring more people of color into exactly the behind the scenes, scenes like the writing rooms the writing like, and the dynamics of the character being developed and even the character themselves let's say they're the main character they're yeah. a south asian they need to show their family dynamic that means oh we got to cast more south asians mm -hmm. it's just this whole new level of complexity that they don't want to deal with because if you have a white character you don't have to go into the depths do they go into the depths of like oh she's originally from italy but she's actually f no no yeah. it's just a white family, traditional, they don't have to explain anything, but if they have a South Asian or a minority character as the main character, there's a lot of explaining to do. And I think it's just this lazy approach that they do not want to have to work super hard. Yeah. And obviously when they're are the south asian main characters it's usually like i said not really in tv shows but in movies because 
is South Asian in a TV show so easily just sidebarred and become a supporting character? Yeah, and exactly. The, just throwing them in for that diversity for like, quota. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, like, let's just add a little bit of spice element. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, they're not really there. But in movies, when they are the main characters, aka any Dave Patel movie, <laughs> yeah. it's a sob story about a sad Indian lost boy who does not know what to do with his life. Exactly. It's and- always some sort of thing to, to again, back to the whole dehumanizing thing. Like, yeah. it dehumanize South Asians, dehumanize our countries, and just reinforce that narrative that, like, oh... Like South Asia, India, all those countries, those poor third world world yeah. countries, oh like God. struggling so hard to, you know, get out of their terrible circumstances yeah. and just like continuing to create this idea that we need to almost pity those countries. It's the white savior complex. It, it is. Yes, right? exactly. It's exactly what it is. When we're portraying these stories of South Asians who are getting these roles in movies and they mm-hmm. are main characters, like we said, it is all about a white man coming to save the sad, poor, brown boy that needs help. Yeah. And it's what we said, the white savior complex. But the movies revolve around a brown person needing to be helped. Yeah. And it's not just about them being authentically themselves. It's always having to be saved. Yeah. And, you know, we... There's so many. There's a plethora of stories like that. So many examples. But these are just, like, the examples that we've come up with. Yeah. And the one I can think of um, off the top of my head, um, which I read in an article um, in the Illinois News, was that in 1997, Seinfeld broadcasted an episode known as the Backwards Episode. Can we just see the name, the Backwards Episode? Literally alluding to what it is. But in that episode, the main character, George, um, is going to India and there's shots of elephants and a storyline about terrible heat and George being scared to use the bathrooms. It's literally just painting us in this this bad light. animalistic backwards this undeveloped place this undeveloped country where yeah. on the roads elephants just randomly start walking okay. down the street. The amount of people that have asked me that like oh when you go to India are there just like cows and elephants walking around the street? And I was yeah. Like, oh no, yeah. that's literally what they show in movies. That is not that, true. You just don't like you don't see that stuff Absolutely all the time. Not. And I feel like. Also, another really good example, mm-hmm. which, like, so many people have seen this movie, but um, Indiana Jones and, and the Temple of Doom, oh my God, that yeah, whole movie, yeah. you know, it's about, like, Indiana Jones going to India, mm-hmm. and the whole plot line is him kind of, like, saving these brown people and who, yeah, who've had yeah. their, like, jewels stolen from them, yeah. but he really, like, the way that they paint them, they make us look so animalistic. Like, I remember there was yeah. this whole scene <laughs> where um, we, like... They have us like eating monkey brains. Yeah. And that alone traumatized yeah. me as a child. Oh my I was God, like, this yeah. is disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm I'm South Asian myself and looking at this thinking, yeah. oh my God, this is like horrifying, horrifying. that these like people are like these like savages yeah. that are, you know, whatever. And so it's like I can't even imagine what like non-South Asian people no. were thinking when they were like watching that stuff. And well, it's like, why are we painting us in that light? When not that's only just that, not true. Not only that, in that same movie, they go on and basically shit on 
Hinduism. Yeah. They paint in the movie, if you've seen it, the goddess Kali, um, the crazy brown people who are, you know, possessed, that's how they portray them, are praying to the goddess Kali and they're sacrificing humans to her and Mm -hmm. that's when this whole monkey brain eating thing comes. And I was like... Oh my god, as a kid, I got terrified of the goddess Kali because I was like, oh my god, she must be this like awful, evil, evil. yeah, like the way that they paint her in the movie. And I remember telling my mother, I was like, oh my god, I'm so scared of her. And my mom's like, why? And I was like, oh my gosh, now when I'm older, realizing that like, again, I myself am South Asian and I got tricked into believing that. So imagine the non-South Asians. It's almost like I remember as a kid, People would be like, oh my god, like India is like so backwards. And mm-hmm. I felt like the constant need to have to justify being like, no, it's not, no, it's not. But that's all the media showed. So it's yeah. like, who's gonna believe this young kid who's being like, no, it's not, no, it's not. Exactly. When the media is literally showing these crazy depictions of South Asia. And I think the last example that I had in my mind was yeah. a Simpsons episode. And The Simpsons is incredibly popular. Everybody watches The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And there is an episode called Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore. And in that episode, Homer, mm-hmm. the main character, is portrayed as a god. And these brown people are literally praying to this fat white man. <laughs> yeah. This fat white bald man. And in return for being this like godly figure, he creates a union for them to be like, fight for your freedom. The white man's here to save you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it just, like, all goes back to, like, those stories where again and again we're seeing these, like, white characters come in to save these poor brown people from their animalistic Mm -hmm. instincts and their disgusting countries or whatever it is. And, like, even, like... Dave Patel, his movies. Yeah. He is another, like, he is an amazing love actor. Him. Love him. Love prefacing him. Prefacing it with that. Amazing. We literally love him. Chef's um, kiss. But, like, a lot of his stories kind of continue to reinforce that narrative. Like, yeah. and, you know, the movies like Slumdog Millionaire, Lion, Hotel Mumbai, mm-hmm. like, those movies, they are 100% based on true stories. And they yeah. are beautiful and movies. Exactly. They're really good movies. True but stories, it's, yeah. It's still that, like, white savior complex of like this poor brown kid who Mm -hmm. who needs to like be helped and that's you know these stories I don't think like they shouldn't have been told or anything but it's just the problem is when that's the only type of story that's told if there were other types of stories stories where we just like I don't know went on an adventure with our best friends and that was like because that also happens we do go on adventures normal things like every other person yeah um and like if we had movies where South Asians were the lead and they were just like doing they were those exact same movies that we constantly are seeing white characters um leading in then then I think it would be okay to be telling these stories, but it's just like when we're always mm-hmm. over and over and over again telling these sob stories and only that, it really just paints us in in a very poor light and yeah. I think it's just like dehumanizes almost, everyone. It's almost like forcing us to be one with our trauma and we can never just be the main interest in a rom-com. Yeah. Why? Why must we be bound to our trauma consistently when that's not the reality for everyone? And I think to summarize that whole idea very well, I found this quote, um, is that overall, South Asia is consistently portrayed as backwards, uncivilized, savage, and traditional. And these patterns of stereotypical portrayals of South Asia are consistently represented in media. 
And I think that is the whole issue, right, Priya? Yeah, exactly. I feel like when we just consistently have this absence Mm -hmm. of racial minorities in the Western media, we just continue to see this, like, issue of misrepresentation. And I feel like they they just keep creating this Mm -hmm. contrast by emphasizing our skin color, the way that we dress, our physical characteristics, the fake weird habits that they they make us have (laughs) just to really serve to create that contrast Mm -hmm. and i think this contrast can go back to a psychological concept that is very just human and that is just our social identity theory and it's by Taj and turner who you know these researchers created this idea of social identity theory Mm -hmm. where it is People need to create emotional and psychological bonds between their personal self-identity and a collective group identity such that we can be recognized as us versus them. Yeah. And so movies and TV shows and media consistently try to amp up this them versus us. And that is why in TV shows, movies, they're consistently being like, hey, you are the dark-colored, brown, weird person, Mm -hmm. and we're the white people. Let's make them look as different as possible to us. And this whole thing, again, is the need to create a favorable self-image so that it reflects positively on the white people. And they're they're thinking that by being this white savior, they're doing the good thing. Yeah, but they're helping us because our countries are so horrible. No, and it's like this whole thing is that they're just positive and favorable towards their own in-group and are very negatively disposed towards the out-groups, which is us. Yeah. And it just shows that social identity is social comparison and that people will take downward social social comparisons for those who they see as less fortunate. And so when the media portrays, hey, the brown people are less fortunate mm-hmm. and we're good, Let's. that's how they up their self um, identity and their group exactly. identity and up their status and is then like it, being more powerful exactly and that gets translated into the real oh yeah world. exactly and like that's i think the biggest issue is like it works when we keep yeah. telling these stories it works and it actually affects people in their real lives because that is the biggest reason why we have like this huge hatred not we but like right. many people have this huge hatred for immigrants because they have and it's it, this also happens in the news as well but it's like yeah. in movies tv shows all this mm-hmm. stuff we're painting these like foreign countries as being these like disgusting horrible countries that are like mm-hmm. super savage and backwards and like yeah. just you know these third world countries as everybody loves to say and so yeah. we're painting these countries in a really bad light and then people as a result of that assume when they see an immigrant in their own country, in their supposed developed country, that they are, you know, escaping their disgusting home, like home, and trying to come to America or come to the UK or come to Canada or whatever it might be to, you know, reap off of their their freedom and their um, however amazing their country is. And they just, like, see us almost as, like, freeloaders who are... Yeah, just trying to take advantage yeah. of... Like, I'm sorry, has, like, no family just moved because... Yeah. Like, there's so many reasons for moving out of, like, your own home country or from another country. Like, there's reasons why there's expat countries and cities. It's not just because everyone's trying to come to the U.S., U.K., and Canada. Like, I'm sorry, if we're also going to talk about 
the fact that, oh, like we're coming to reap all the benefits of these countries. Can we just talk about how the British left South Asia in pieces when we were thriving? Yeah. I'm sorry, if we're going to talk about who's reaping off of benefits, can we just say we were the ones thriving and they stole everything? I know. And it's just like frustrating when we're like consistently blamed and painted in such a horrible light when it's like these developed countries that are supposedly so amazing going around and like preventing us from being able to like come up and thrive and grow ourselves like every single time like that's how they keep the third world countries yeah like let me colonize so that they can never yeah you know and then blame us being like you guys are so backwards and uncivilized the reason things don't work in your country is because you're savages and you have no money it's like yeah well you stole it yeah um but, you know, th- let's, that's, not get let's not today. get into that today. That's a whole other topic. We don't need to get into no, the repercussions the week. Of, of British colonization yeah, we, today. We can leave But, you know, it, it really <laughs> just, like, is it is something that we need to work on when we just keep telling yeah. these stories. Because as we kind of have talked about in this whole episode, these aren't just, like, innocent mm-hmm. tales that we're, we're watching no. for our own entertainment. They really, truly affect people and their everyday lives. Exactly. And... Just like us growing up watching, you know, stories about romance and rom-coms, whatever, you believe that in real life. I'm sorry, High School Musical was not my high school experience. It was not. But but I wanted it to be. Exactly. So it's like we need to portray the right stories with the right characters so that people get the right understanding of things that they might not know about and really portray an accurate representation that mirrors our currently diverse world. Thank you all so much for joining us. I really hope that that helped give you all some insight mm-hmm. into the current state of casting of South Asians and the portrayal of our stories. Exactly. And we're hoping that you join us next week for our third episode where we have... very exciting. Exactly. <laughs> where we have our guest speaker, Professor Arna Banerjee, who's going to be talking about diversifying the education in the arts currently. So we're really excited and Definitely we hope you guys in. join us. But for now, we're going to enjoy the rest of our sunny, beautiful day in Los Angeles. Take some advantage of this vitamin D that we're getting. Yes, and we definitely, we definitely need it with this, <laughs> this busy week that we're having. We need just some relaxing time. But for now, I'm Saloni Kanani. And I'm Priya Dufton. And this is Brown, Brown Skin, Skin, White Lies. Lies.